What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is a special day because we are finally finishing a trilogy that we started all the way back in, what, August, September? When we did Bad Boys 1 and 2. We're finishing it up with Bad Boys for Life today, and joining me once again to finish it off is my brother from the same mother, Adam Parker. I'm back. You're back. Oh, it's good to have you back. So, Bad Boys for Life. It's I I I don't think I've watched this movie since I watched it when we were supposed to do it back in September. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> but I have my notes, so and I and I kind of have a recollection of this movie, so I feel we'll be okay. But um what are what are your thoughts on this movie? Uh it's it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's entertaining and it's it's a it's just another bad boys movie, which I love the bad boys movies, but it's it I don't know how to put it. I love it, but I don't think it's for everyone because it's it's just one of those fast fast action things explode comedy kind of intertwined and but it's something I grew up on, so I just I love it, but definitely feels like a bad boys movie that's for sure. Just they're a lot older. They're right. not young bucks anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It definitely had a different, slightly different feel to it compared to the first two. The first two were kind of just in your face, especially yeah. Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 was just explosions and craziness going on. Uh, and it felt like a Michael Bay movie. This wasn't Michael Bay. Michael Bay had nothing to do with this movie other than he did a cameo in one of the scenes, uh, which we'll talk about when we get to it. But this felt had a different feel to it. You still had your explosions. You still had your craziness. Um, but I liked the tone that they were going for. It kind of I think this is the most serious they really they've really gotten to with the bad boys movies where there was so, some parts where you're like, oh, shit, that's like emotional to a degree where like the other ones you had those moments slightly, but it wasn't as much. It was just more like explosions, yes. jokes. <laughs> Which you get that in this, but it just felt different. I had a lot of fun. Uh, this was actually the last movie that we saw together before COVID started. This came yeah. out in January of 2020. And COVID, uh, you know, made its grand appearance in invasion March. in March of 2020. Uh, it was officially released January 17, 2020. Uh, it runs at two hours exactly. Look at that. Uh, it was budgeted at $90 million. It made $426.5 million. So I'd say it was pretty successful. People people miss the Bad Boys franchise. And we're getting a fourth one at some point. Don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know who's involved in it. But, I mean, I hope, of course, I hope Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next in this franchise. Especially since... These these guys aren't getting any younger, you know. Both the no. <laughs> both these guys are in their early to late or early to mid fifties, um, and uh, you could definitely tell slightly in this movie. They're uh, which I thought was funny that they would that they talked about their age and how they really they were trying to do things they were doing at a younger you know in their younger years. <laughs> it just it's like everything hurts more, which is true. That's yeah. how life works. <laughs> Uh, this also starred uh, uh, Paio, Paola Nunez, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, Alexander Ludwig, uh, Charles Melton, 
Kate DeCastillo, which she plays uh, La Bruja, and she's fucking fantastic because she just looks scary. <laughs> she just has that look that could just literally like burn you from the inside. <clears throat> uh, Nikki Jam and uh, Joe Pantliano. Yes, he's back. Woo! I was so and happy Jacob, to see him back. Jacob, Jacob Scipio? Yes, that's who plays Armando. Uh, he actually is going to be in the next Expendables movie. Uh, he's also going to be in Batgirl and the new Nicolas Cage autobiography. Like, I guess it's like an exaggerated autobiography film called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which I'm actually very excited to see. Uh, you can't forget that DJ Khaled is in this. Yes, of course. Can't, can't forget DJ Khaled. What a what a role <laughs> playing the the butcher, which I thought another was another one and another one. <laughs> uh, it's it funny. Um, it's it's good seeing Vanessa Hudgens. I feel like she's kind of a hit and miss when it comes to seeing her in things. I thought she did a great job in this. I thought all the actors who played who were in that ammo group did a good job. Uh, Charles Melton, who played Rafe, he's the one who kind of has the the beef with Will. Throughout the whole thing, you know, I thought that was that was good. But uh, Paola, or pa- I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm gonna the uh, Rita, the actress who plays Rita. She was great. I God, what did I see her in? Uh, I saw her in a show a couple years ago. Had uh, Pierce Brosnan, The Sun, which was actually a decent movie. Uh, she was also in the Purge TV show, and she actually was in a, a Spanish television show or a Spanish movie with. Uh, the actress who played La Bruja don't I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the show, but it's pretty cool that they did some stuff together outside of this. Uh, and the directors are uh, was Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They did a lot of uh, smaller indie films before really getting um, the 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 job to direct this movie and they were huge bad boys fans going into it so i feel that's why this movie came out as good as it did because they were very passionate at making a good bad boys movie because they were huge fans themselves so always love seeing that uh, they talk about how they really wanted to uh, they didn't want to go away from what michael bay did but you know also put their own twist to it which i thought was great because there was you know you got your explosions you got your you know, you got your close-ups and your, you know, your Michael Bay-looking shots, but the the certain shots that we didn't need that Michael Bay loves to to focus on, we didn't get that. And I mean, it, good on the that. only thing you have to do to get away from Michael Bay is just like five hundred less explosions, and you've gotten away from it. <laughs> oh Lord! Every single movie he does, there's just explosions everywhere. Oh, everywhere, absolutely everywhere, in places where they shouldn't be. <laughs> Just a random garbage can in the middle of the street blows up. Yep. Okay. Pan up, just literally like, oh, there's a girl's <laughs> ass there. Let's zoom in on it. <laughs> Relax, Michael Bay. Michael Bay doesn't give a shit, though. He really doesn't. I just, no. I've, I've watched some interviews with him, and he just doesn't care. He's like, people don't like my movies. Too bad. I'm going to keep doing it. It's kind of like uh, um, the, the, that new movie Moonfall that just came out. Do you see the trailers for that? No. It's literally a movie about how like the there's like an alien creature that like causes the moon to go off um, its orbit and is heading towards the earth. 
<laughs> and it's directed by Roland Emmerich, who did like the day after tomorrow, Independence Day, the second Independence Day, Godzilla. And it's like, is this all this guy knows how to do? And then it's he comes out, he's like, I don't care. I like doing it. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> good Michael on Bay you, Roland. Some, uh, Michael Bay made some good movies in his early career. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to downplay, you know, everything Michael Bay does. It's mostly the stuff he's doing recently. Uh, that's kind of like, okay, we get it, Michael yeah. Bay. <laughs> and guess what? He's but, still doing it, man. There's a new movie coming out this year directed by him. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Yaya Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, God damn it. I always fuck this guy's name up. He's in the Watchmen show. Andy was in Candy, the new Candy Man. Yaya Abdul-Jabbar. No, you just mixed two people's names. <laughs> <laughs> Yaya Abdul Mateen the second that's who is in it him and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal which I'm excited actually it looks pretty decent but it's Michael Bay so I'll probably watch it <laughs> well, let's see what do we got for trivia before I get to the plot uh let's see so yeah this movie was in the works since pretty much right after Bad Boys 2 Michael Bay really had some an idea of what he wanted to do with a third film and unfortunately it just didn't go anywhere and back in 2013 martin lawrence actually talked about it on a lot of talk shows about how there's a script and how they are going to be planning on filming and then we didn't get a movie until seven years later so this was in kind of development limbo and on a development roller coaster for a very long time but i'm very happy we finally got the movie uh will smith and martin lawrence were paid pretty good for this movie i would say uh, 17 million for Will Smith and 6 million for Martin Lawrence. What is my, Martin Lawrence, man? You know, in the beginning when Bad Boys 1 came out, the, he was the top billing actor. Like he was like the man compared to Will Smith. And now Will Smith is just, he's like waving to him down there. No, well, he, you know, he. See you later, bud. <laughs> Will Smith was doing like good movies and Martin Lawrence was doing like Death at a Funeral or whatever the hell that <laughs> or is. Or Big Mama's house. Yeah. <laughs> no big mama's house three okay big mama's house is actually decent and then we're like let's do it again guys let's do it three more times oh yeah you shit what the heck was that movie when he brings his daughter to college oh my god it was so bad oh ro- was it road trip no road it wasn't road trip no, no it was uh, like my it was like a college road trip or something like that yeah 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 i know i know what you're <laughs> listen did, like, Lawrence. back when he did like a uh, blue streak yes Black and, uh, was it Black Knight? That was a decent yeah. one. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Teresa Randall returns as uh, Marcus's wife. She plays Teresa, of course, in the movie. Uh, it was her first acting role in ten years. You want to know the last movie she was in? <laughs> it was called Shit Year. Oh, nice. Never heard of it. <laughs> the funny thing is, when I watched this in theaters, I was I was literally like, "Is that her?" There was some shots where I thought it was a different actress. I'm like, Who is, is that her?" And then you would yeah. get like a certain shot and you're like, ah, it is. Thank God. I was really happy about that. I think it was the hair that did it for me because she always had that like braid or that uh, braid in the old ones. In the side oh, of the head. second one she had like the, she had the, yeah. did she have like the cornrows or something? Yeah. Yeah. So Dennis yeah, Green so, is back. What's up? I said Dennis Green is back. <laughs> Dennis Green. Yes. It was what a, what a, what a great shot when they turn, you see it's Reggie. You're like, He's back, everybody. One of my favorite scenes from the second one. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't get scared. He stuck around. Good for him. <laughs> uh, there's a, a funny um, 
thing in Marcus's little den there when he's when he officially retires and he's hanging out in his robe and stuff, and you see on the back wall there's a Dwayne Wade framed jersey hanging on oh, the wall. And his sister in well, Gabrielle Union, who plays his sister in the Bad Boys uh, film, well, in the Bad Bad Boys Two, uh, she's married to Dwayne Wade. So I thought that was a little, a cool little uh, Easter egg there. Uh, she actually would reprise her role in L.A. Finest, which is a TV show from Spectrum. So it's like, can we bring them back together? We need we can bring Jessica Alba with you. <laughs> All right. Well. That's enough uh, of that. Really not a lot of trivia other than the fact that these guys were very passionate about bad boys. So that is why we got the quality film we got because I had a lot of fun with this movie and I'm excited to talk about it. This is going to be weird because I haven't read notes off my phone in a while, but here we go. So the movie starts with a car chase. And of course it's our good old pals, Mike and Marcus, and Mike is just driving very erratically in his brand new Porsche. Because we got to go back to the Porsche, all right? <clears throat> God, there's something in my throat. So yeah, he's driving a beautiful blue Porsche down the streets of Miami. He's even driving on the beach. I don't know how a Porsche is driving that that nicely on a sandy beach, but it's happening. It would be and six I, feet under. Yeah. And how is this legal? I don't care if you're a cop. How is this legal? Oh, don't worry, guys. There's cops following us. Everything is fine. <laughs> I just don't feel like it's necessary. There is roads in Miami. <laughs> you really just, just could be like, we need a we need a police escort to get him there. No, let's drive on the beach. <laughs> like, I guess for a scenic route, I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. They arrive at the hospital. I love when they park on the street. And of course, like, Mike, why are you parking next to a fire hydrant? And then you get mad at Marcus for hitting the fire hydrant because he opens the door. He hits the fire. He's like, oh, my bad, man. He's like, you're going to you're going to you're going to pay for that. <laughs> I'm just like, why would you park there? I think you should just stop letting him in the car. First off, <laughs> we always get this. Yeah. Where Marcus does something dumb in, in Mike's car. And the original was he was eating French fries and he drops fries in between the seats. In the second one, he shoots up his entire passenger side of his Ferrari. And then we get this one. Yeah, this one is he's like, yeah, it's just an easy buff. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, they go to the hospital. They go up uh, in C and it's Megan. His daughter had a baby. And guess who the dad is? Our good old pal Reggie. I love the shot because it's the same shot you get when they answer the door. Where it's the back of, well, it's mostly the back of Reggie's head, and you see them, and then it pans around to show you Reggie's face, and you're like, he's back! And it's the same guy! (laughs) Very excited about that one. And we get the old theme music! Oh my god, I heard this music again, I was like, bravo. Yes. And it was actually a re it was not the original composer it was actually composed by lauren belfay he just took the original music and kind of put his own little twist to it and i loved it it's one of my favorite like theme music like opening themes um in an action movie i just it just resonates with me so much i love it it's just so intense right i just as much as i love bad boys too i thought the music was kind of lacking where you just it like that was the thing about Bad Boys One was that just amazing. Come on, you didn't like Shake Your Tail Feather? It was it was <laughs> fine. It wasn't it wasn't awful, but it's not as good as this. <laughs> All right, we go down. We're in Mexico and we're in a women's prison, and we have uh, 
Isabel Arretas. Yes, and she is just standing there. You know, she looks like she doesn't feel well, so the guard comes up to her, and she's saying things to her. And then this guard gets shanked about 755 times. Okay, we get it. I think you're being generous. (laughs) That woman was shanked a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hilarious because it's like, does she take that guard's clothes? The one they just shanked 750 times, so it's just got 750 fucking stab. <laughs> but I guess she plays dead, so I guess it makes sense. The the main, yeah, so this woman, she changes clothes, she gets taken out in an ambulance as the guards find the body in the washing machine. I love that. With a, the other guard, the, the guard walks in, you can hear the thumping around on the washing machine, he opens up and it's just the dead guard's body. The woman's being brought in this ambulance. She is, you know, being treated because they think she is going to die. And she comes alive and just stabs the shit out of both of the EMTs that are in the ambulance. She just, she fucks them up. And then a car pulls up in front of it and just takes out the two guys driving. And we find out it's the woman that was standing there, the, 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 the sickly looking woman. And she is saved by a young man who turns out to be her son. Uh, we find out that his father had died and he was going to hunt the people that hurt him with Mike dying last. Like, oh my God. We go to this bar, which is, I think, the first time we ever see this bar in the entire series. But yeah, we are in this bar a couple times in this movie. And we find out Marcus is retiring. And you're like, I'm old. Marcus is retiring? <laughs> He's like just retiring for the last two movies. Yeah. The uh, I just I love how he just accepts. He's like, dude, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm I'm just I can't move. I can't do that. I was like, yeah, you kind of look like you can't do most of those things anymore, Marcus. <laughs> like IRL. Yep. We get you know everybody's there. We see the captains there, which always just it's just such a great thing to see because I love uh what the hell is his name Captain <gasps> Blanken Blanken. Captain Howard, Jesus. We haven't talked about bad boys in a while. I'm blanking on names. Uh, Joe Pantaleone. Yeah, and then we find his name. Yes, Joe Pantaleone. That's not how how you say his name. Pantaleano? Pantaleano? I think that's how you say it. He was in uh, the Goonies, which I think people forget. Was he? He was one of the bad guys. He was like the son of the 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 leader. I don't remember the names, Gumbo. Let's go. Gumbo. I don't remember their names either. I just remember the, hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we find, uh, we meet Rita. She goes up and congratulates Marcus, and we find out that Rita and Mike had a relationship, and Mike just said, nah, I'm not really in the mood. And he's like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? See her? What is wrong with you, man? You're like, you know, you're not a young buck anymore, man. You got to settle down. You got to, you know, live your life in a different way. <laughs> He's like, I like the way I live my life. And then he talks about how he dyes his facial hair. <laughs> and we get a nice little uh, visual of that later on. We are down at the do- We then go back to that guy who saved the woman from the prison. He is down at the docks. He's making a deal with a, a group of people. It all goes away. And he just fucks up everyone at this dock. He just completely obliterates everybody. I don't think they got a single hit on this man. And he takes control of the underground. So and if he, I remember correctly, he doesn't even shoot any of them. He just nope, stabs, just stabs the shit out of them. <laughs> yep. He just destroys them. Uh, he recruits Zuelo uh, to be kind of his like right hand man. 
Uh, and yeah, he calls his calls his mom and tells her everything that's going on. And she's like, it's time. Got to do it. So Mike and Marcus are having a conversation about change and love. That's when they see Rita, which I, we already talked about. Mike and Marcus need to race because they're two old men and they need to figure out who's the slowest, <laughs> who's the fastest of the two, even though it's going to be a really slow race. Even though when you watch this, you're like, Mike or uh, Will Smith is clearly, clearly faster than Martin yeah. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is doing that like, I don't want to run. <laughs> I'm just moving. And Will Smith is literally running backwards. He's jogging. And Mar- I mean, Will Smith's also a very tall dude, so he doesn't really got to do much to, to outpace him. But as uh, Mike is boasting about how he won the race, a motorcycle drives up, does a cool wheelie as it unloads an Uzi into Mike. And you're like, no, like, I think everybody who has followed this series for as long as we have, we're just like, <gasps> you're not going to kill. Yeah. You're not going to kill Mike, are you? So, yeah, Mike is Mike is in rough shape and he goes into a coma we're at the hospital where marcus goes into like the little chapel and he makes a promise to god that he won't kill another person and that's when we go back to the police station and we meet ammo which i don't remember what ammo stands for but hold on it's advanced miami metro operations Mm -hmm. and it's led by rita and the members are uh kelly played by vanessa hudgens we have dorn played by Alexander Ludwig and Charles Melton who's played by Rafe. He's not played by Rafe. Rafe is played by Charles. Melton. Rafe is played by Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Huh. Whoops. <laughs> yep. Things are wrong. <laughs> we see. So yeah. So the, uh, the evil woman is very mad at her son. Uh, we'll, oh, I should probably call her Isabel. Cause that's her actual name. Uh, she's mad at her son because Mike was supposed to die last. But he was like the first one to get shot. We get an assassination montage of all the different um, targets getting taken out. One guy was like shot on a boat. One dude was shot. It was like a judge, right? Yeah, a judge, a forensics analyst and a prosecutor. Right. And we get we get all those uh, those deaths, which when you see all this and everything that's happened in this movie, the way that this movie ends is kind of like very confusing to me. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to redeem this guy. But uh, we shall move on. <laughs> this is where we get Marcus buying the the dye kit to to <laughs> dye oh, Mike's mustache and goatee, just great. We we think Mike is dead because we literally pan to a moment where it's it's Marcus and Teresa and they're crying and they're in like nice outfits and you're like, oh no, did Mike die? Is this like a funeral scene? But no, it's just Megan and Reggie's wedding. Woo! Everybody's happy. We get a Michael Bay cameo. He is the MC of the wedding. He comes out and he introduces Mike and Mike's in his wheelchair and then he gets up and everybody's like, whoa, motherfucker. Will Smith's standing up again. Mike is hard bent on finding the person who shot him and Captain Howard's like, just drop it, dude. We're going to find it. We got people on it. Just chill. And he's like, dude, I don't chill. I'm Mike Lowry. All right. I do things my way. And he's like, dude, relax. Marcus, uh, we find out Marcus retired when Mike was in a coma. And this is where we get kind of that first. This was this scene was actually kind of tough, uh, especially with how good of a dynamic these two characters have where Mike is like, Marcus, we got to go get him. He's like, dude, I'm done. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Like, 
I watched you almost die. I took care of you. I did all this stuff. And you're just going to go out there and try to, you know, and risk your life once again. Like, just drop it, dude. And, you know, Mike is, you know, Mike gets emotional because it's always the, it's always that mantra, you know, um, we, we ride together, we die together, bad boys for life. But Marcus is like, no, man, I'm, I'm done. So Mike is on his own. Uh, we get Isabel, uh, she, okay, she, I don't know why I have that one. Uh, we find out that her husband was a massive cartel member or was he a mar- cartel leader? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. So yeah, so he died. Hold on, I might. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I think so. Mike and all of these guys that they that they killed had, were involved in uh, the arrest and then the eventual death of her husband. Yes. Who? Yeah. Who was uh, Benito? Yeah, Benito Art Arteas. Yeah. Oh, boy, I am so bad at this. Uh, <laughs> so the assassin. Uploads the video of Mike getting shot. Rhea visits Mike and tries to persuade him to let Ammo take care of the case. And then again, you you know, you get a little bit of that uh, that prior, you know, uh, connection between the two. And you're like, man, Mike, you such an idiot, dude. Do you not see her? <laughs> and she's smart as fuck. <laughs> she's probably smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a, a great split perception of Mike and Marcus going, uh, getting ready for the day. You know, you got your typical, uh, Mike, you know, he's got, he's got his nice wardrobe. You know, he's a, he's got money. You know, he's got his nice wardrobe. He's putting on his, his jacket. He's got his all dressed up nice. And then you've got Martin Lawrence putting on his robe, going to sit down and watch some TV. It's great. And we get, what happens where, wasn't there something that happens where something gets stuck in the fan and it shoots down and it like breaks the TV and Teresa's like, Marcus, you're yeah, already well, annoying me. Yeah, this is, I think something some happened where the fan like fell off the ceiling yeah, and it like crashed into the TV. I can't, can't think of exactly what happens, but there is something that happens. Oh man. So good. Just, we, <laughs> Marcus is just useless. It's just a mess. <laughs> he is. He's, he's trying to enjoy his retirement. Uh, Mike goes and visits Manny, uh, played by DJ Khaled. He's trying to find who supplied the guns used in the assassinations. Oh, the, and then this is where he touches Mike's jacket and he's got like fat on his hands. And he's like, did you oh, just yeah. fucking touch me with those hands? Did you just get fat on my jacket? And he b- proceeds to pin his hand down. He takes the the what what is it called the meat tenderizer and just smashing his hand you're like ah pain pain and so he goes back to so mike leaves he goes back to captain howard and rita's there as well and he's telling him about the information that manny what did manny tell him he just gave he gave gave him the location the name of one of the guys which was his name was booker grassi yes and he who in that guy would have the info of the guy that shot him. Hmm. So Mike is uh, going to consult with ammo uh, and Mike meets the ammo gang. And that's, you know, everybody, you know, you have Kelly who's very like, she's a big fan. Uh, Dorn who is kind of like, he's the big, he's the big muscle, but he's more of, he's the tech guy. Like he actually doesn't do anything in the field other than, you know, surveillance and stuff. And then Rafe, who's just the jokester, he tries to, you know, he's got all the different jokes in this where he says something to to Mike and then Mike comes back. He's like, yeah, it's not what your mom said. Yeah. <laughs> he calls um, him like daddy or something, right? He calls him like an old man name. Yeah. 
Wait, I I thought he has beef with uh, Charles Melton, played by Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. There's always that one guy, and I'm talking about Wraith, uh, played by Charles Melton. <laughs> That's going to be the joke for the rest of this episode. Hold on to your butts, people. <laughs> So they take the this like really shitty van and they do some surveillance on Booker Grassi, uh, the dealer. And we go back and Marcus is still living his best life. Just chilling out, relaxing, all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Uh, they use Barry, the drone, because, of course, we got to name our drone to spy on Booker as he's making a deal. And Mike notices the deal is going to go south. So he disobeys orders and goes in uh, with Kelly. I was like, I put VH in my in my notes. I'm like, did he go in there with Van Allen? Bro! <laughs> We're about to get some eruption as he goes in there. <laughs> we get a shootout, uh, which ensues, and we get a slow-mo mic shot as he slides. I love how he slides across on the creeper that goes under yeah. the car and, and gets some shots in. And, you know, he's trying to get to Booker, trying to get him alive, and Booker just gets blown into a fork truck, and the forks just get stabbed through his chest. What a, what a scene. You got Mike running up, he's like, all right, man, stay alive. Don't die on me. It's like, the forks are just sticking out of him. The safety guy there's going to be pissed. He's like, this is an OSHA violation. Who didn't put the forks on the ground? That was a near miss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's like nightmare. I work with a fork truck like that. It's just nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh my God. It's like that guy's getting fired. <laughs> Marcus gets a call from a former uh, CI about the guy who shot Mike. And I love how he's just sitting there. I don't know if he's waiting for like an appointment or something, but he's got his grandkid. And then he's sitting next to these two women who are watching like Real Housewives or something. Oh no, they're watching a um, like a telenovela, or um, the yeah, is that what a Spanish soap opera is called? Uh, telenovela. Sure. I think I think so. I might be wrong. Anybody who knows, tell me in the comments. Uh, but yeah, they're watching this and they're trying to figure out what's going on. I was just like, Marcus, you are. <laughs> Listen, I understand you retired, but you're sweet. You're going to this boy. I mean, I guess telenovelas are way more exciting than uh, American soap operas because those are just dumb and boring where I feel like there's oh. just so much more eccentric and exciting things happening in the, the Spanish soap operas. I didn't like that soap operas always just started and ended the same exact way. Every episode. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, so Marcus gets a call from a former CI about the guy who shot Mike. Uh, and Howard is pissed as usual because of the carnage. And I just, he's like, can just one time you just go somewhere and not cause destruction? He's like, well, I didn't do, I didn't do most of this. <laughs> oh, what is it? What does he say? He's like, did you kill anybody? He's like, well, I mean, of, of course I did, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike gets into it with the sarcastic ammo dude. Uh, which is uh, Rafe played by Charles Melton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Charles Melton. I, I apologize if you ever watched this, which you probably won't, but it's a joke and it's going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> Marcus picks up Mike as they go to see Carver, who is the CI. Uh, they need to drop low Marcus off with Teresa. And I just love where they're driving. He's got a gold Nissan Quest. 
That thing is ugly as fuck. And it's the ugliest color it's you can pick sweet. out. I think it's, I, I, that's something you see in like Pimp My Ride. <laughs> it's just, he goes, you know, they're driving down the road, they're talking, they're talking about what they need to do. And then he, it's just Mike looks back, he's like, get the fucking baby back there. <laughs> and I love how he swears that he's just like, I'm sorry, little Marcus. I'm sorry, little Marcus. Oh. They drop and uh, Mike brings little Marcus into the spa because she's, uh, Teresa's enjoying a spa day. And I love it where he just kind of like sneaks in, drops. He's like, Mike. And then he does. And then Marcus, he gets back to the car. Marcus goes, did she look mad? He's like, no, it was fine. (laughs) Everything was great. Everything went fine. They mention that we have a quick mention about how Mike and Sid broke up, um, which kind of, I guess you have to get that in order to, because you know, there's people question is like, what Where's Sid at? Where, why isn't Sid in this movie? She went off and did a show. <laughs> she she might be back in the fourth one. I hope so. Carver gets thrown. Uh, we yeah. So we get to the location. They get out of the car. They go and then a body just lands on top of the van, <laughs> and you find out it's Carver. And Mike ends. So Mike goes up to confront the person who did it, and Mark and Marcus is just absolutely useless in this whole situation, and he's just like. <laughs> It happens. He's like, oh no. She's gonna know. She's, She's gonna, gonna know. know. And then she calls. He's like, he she, she knew. She knew. She knew. <laughs> yeah, she always knows. <laughs> oh, so Mike and the biker boy get into an epic fight with some cool parkour involved. Uh Mike is still, you know, Mike's still got some moves. He's still got the, you know, he's moving pretty good for a dude who just came out of a coma not too long ago. He's 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 he's, he's limber. But um, we get so after everything is all said and done and the biker escapes uh, we get so uh, Mike is on the he's on the street now and we get the our rise up epic shot that we get in every bad boys movie where it's just them kind yeah. of it's like that slow pan around them he uh, during that fight he does this is where he does find out that it's Armando yes because he, he rips the face, helmet off right uh, or the or, face yeah, thing the off. mask yeah. Whatever the hell it was. Yep. So yeah, we get that cool shot, which is one of my favorite shots. I like that they stay consistent in the movies. And we go out, and Mike is hanging out with Howard at a at his granddaughter's basketball game. And Howard tells him a story about a Buddhist and a horse. And uh, yeah, I I I listened to the story. I was like, I, I guess I get it. But I love how he's he's just yelling at the <laughs> basketball game. I, I love. I just love that his uh, his whole de- demeanor since the first one just really doesn't change. No, 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 no. He's still He's the like same. that really caring, but like hothead. Yeah. Yeah. Really caring hothead is the best way to describe. It. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, they're going. Um, they talk about how they're going to have dinner together, and they're going to talk more about stuff. And motherfucker, motherfucker, you shot Howard. You killed Howard. Bro, this was the most yeah. emotional scene of the entire movie, probably the entire franchise. You took out my favorite character. All right? Fucking damn it. <sighs> but I guess that was the I point. I really hated Armando. <laughs> yeah, how do you get back? Like, how do I feel like this guy's got any redemption to him? You killed one of the best characters in this franchise. What are we going to do in the fourth one? There's not going to be that Captain Howard again. Ah, man. 
So the death of the captain gives Marcus the motivation to help Mike uh, get this motherfucker. And damn, Mike has got some sweet ass apartments, man. Like his apartment in the first one was sweet. This one's probably the coolest one. It's got a huge ass balcony with a pool with some cool LED lights in it. I'm just a simple bitch. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was I I was jealous, even though yeah. it's not his actual place, because his right? actual house is probably way better, but <laughs> but that's where you get the um, you know, Marcus comes to goes to his apartment and does the we get the you know, we ride together, we die together, bad boys for life, which is their whole mantra throughout this entire franchise. There's no um, turning back after Howard dies. Nope, nope. This is it. We gotta we gotta do it. So Mike and Marcus go visit a coked up accountant and Marcus just wants to talk. I just love he's like, can we just go in there? We're just going to talk to him. We don't want any violence. We're just going to try to have a conversation. And he's like, all right, all right, you do your thing. And so Marcus is like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I just want to talk to you about this. And he's just like, the dude's all fucking coked out. He's like, ah, and then he just fucking punches him. In the, face. the funniest thing about this, this get, uh, guy is his actual name is Happy Anderson. <laughs> it is, uh, oh, he looks like a one scary motherfucker but uh yeah so marcus gets punched in the face and as he's on the ground that's when will's or when uh mike just bends down and he's just like so how's this going everything everything good here <laughs> and he just gets and then he gets up and tries to do it again and the dude just picks him up and just tosses him around <laughs> he's like all right it's mike just like okay it's my turn to fucking do this so he threatens the dude i think he shoots him in the leg right it tases him or tases him yeah and he's like a fucking monster <laughs> i'm surprised it even worked to be <laughs> so mike is about to fight the guy and that's when ammo comes in surrounds him and uh they get him so what is the connection between all the shootings uh, in order to find that out they're gonna go clubbing with zuelo so they, they do they try to they have to figure out what club he's gonna be at uh, they find that it's his birthday, so he's going to be at a certain club. And so, yeah, so we are now going to the club. Mike and Marcus, of course, they, you know, Mike being all like big and tough, he thinks he's going to get in super easy and he doesn't. One of the girls at the door that doesn't allow him in initially is uh, Martin Lawrence's daughter. His real life daughter. Which oh, I, I thought was pretty cool. That. But no, yeah, that. Rafe, uh, Rafe played by Charles Milton. Uh, he lets, he comes in, he, you know, it's all cool. He gets up there and he's like, it's okay, guys. It's my uncles. <laughs> They're cool. <laughs> Marcus has a very intimate chat with Mike and everyone hears it. He's talking about how, like, is he, what's he talking about? How he can't like perform as good anymore or something like that. It's like having a tough time in the sex yeah. department. <laughs> and he's like, and everybody's like, yeah, we can hear you, Marcus. And like, I do that. I was just, <laughs> I was just playing guys. I was just. I was just playing. Uh, Mike and Marcus encounters Waylo and he runs. I love. Oh, I got to remember the scene where they go up and they're sitting there and they're clapping. <laughs> uh, what, what was uh, the thing? Crap. Um, oh, no. It's so funny. It was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, this, this is the only sad part. not watching it. Recently. Yeah, it's been. It, yeah, I probably should have uh, like, rewatched certain I'm just going to butcher it and say the wrong thing. It's like. um Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to forget. I'll figure it out at some point. It's like, you say something, you say jail, something jail, something jail. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. It was in the trailer. I thought it was funny, even watching it in the movie and knowing that it was going to happen. 
Because sometimes they put things in the trailer and never put it in the movie, so I'm glad they kept it in there. Yeah. So Zuelo is fast as fuck. He's literally got that fast as fuck speed. He's like, I'm fast as fuck, boys. He jumps yeah, off literally. the fucking thing, grabs onto them. He's just out. And then Marcus earlier was talking about how he coached him in like fourth grade baseball or something, and he was just a he was a really good player, but he's just a little piece of shit. <laughs> so, and so yeah, so Marcus tells Mike about the no violence pact as they steal somebody's Jeep and they just start driving and chasing him. Uh, Mike shoots no, Zuelo. They, they, what? They hop in that, that motorcycle. No, no, that was after. Remember, they steal the Jeep. Uh, it was like a Jeep Grand Cherokee that was coming, oh, that yeah, was leaving the, the club. And then eventually they get the the, the bike. So they, yeah, so they, um, Mike shoots Zuelo with a rubber bullet and it leaves a holy fucking nasty mark, dude. That's so gross. Yeah. So that's what Lord is like, I gotta touch it. I yeah. gotta touch it. <laughs> Don't do it. Just, uh, it, it's oh, called it's so, my name. It's so gross. Or no, oh. is he, it's got an attraction to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, or it has gra- or I don't know. It's, gra- it's got a gravitational pull or something like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, so good. So Mike and Marcus are surrounded. Uh, ammo shows up, and we get chase number two with Zuelo. This is where they get the bike. So yes, Mike, so yeah, Mike I, uh, hops into the driver's seat, and Marcus is in the little sidecar. And it's got a fucking Gatling gun attached to it. Like, fuck. And of course he, you know, Mike is trying to persuade him to shoot it and he won't because he won't, he doesn't want to shoot anything. So yeah. And, and, but I love it where Mike convinces Marcus to use it. Cause he's like, God sent this minigun down to you to use this, to yeah. use it in the name of God. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I think people who are religious would be very angry <laughs> at what you're saying right now. Oh, so we get the use we get a new use of the the bad boys theme which is just always great. Uh the bike boy tries to blow up Mike with a uh, helicopter kicking Marcus out of the way. I love where he literally kicks the sidecar out so yeah. he just crashes and then he crashes into the barrels of water. <laughs> that would hurt by the way. Those um, are yeah, very heavy barrels of water. They're supposed to stop cars so Mhm. Uh, Zuelo grabs on to the uh, ladder that's hanging from the helicopter, and so does Mike. And the Armando, he shoots Zuelo in the head, and Marcus shoots at the helicopter so Mike can get away. So he shoots Zuelo. Marcus shoots at the helicopter. Mike just lets go, seeing who it is, and we move on. He says, hasta el fuego, whatever that means in Spanish. Right, which was something that his mother said to yeah, Mike. There's, there was a connection to it, but I don't remember what that means. So yeah, we don't really know the extent of what the connection is between Mike and Isabella and Armando. It's kind of just, do you know there's something, there must, must be something going on with them, but you don't know the full extent until a little later. Oh, it means his lifestyle, which goes from one gunfire to another. Like a member of a huge crime cartel, he can afford the most expensive gun and cool gear. Ah, so pretty much he's just calling himself the best or like top dog. Gotcha. We get back to ammo, and Rita is getting ripped, uh, for from her uh, higher ups of about the chaos and the carnage that occurred, and pretty much they're shutting ammo down. You're useless. Now Dorn is played by the same guy from the first one, right? He's the big goofy guy that they get from prison to, to uh, 
Oh, no, no, no. Dorn has played... No, that uh, dude... Alexander Ludwig guy. is probably my age, so he would have been like four when oh. the first one came out. Uh, uh, not <laughs> no, you're thinking of the basketball, the former basketball player that played. They had the... the, the goofy what was his name, man? They, yeah. They take him from prison. Yeah, and he's like seven and a half feet tall. Yeah. No. I know you're talking about him. No. Uh, for one, he's black. This Dorn's white. Yeah, I just think... Well... <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, yeah, Mike has the tech guy Zorn uh, crack into Zuelo's phone, and we even get a backstory of why Zorn doesn't fight, and it's because he was a bouncer at a club, and he pretty much he killed him a guy, right? Like not yeah. on purpose. Like he, some dude was being was being uh, an issue, and he took care of it, but unfortunately, he went a little bit too far and killed the guy. So he swears not to fight. And we find, and then Mike finds out who's behind it all, and that's when we get the emotional scene in the parking garage between Mike and Marcus, where Mike believes that Armando is his son. As Mike tells Marcus about his time with the Arteas cartel before he partnered up with Marcus, I'm trying to figure this out. All right, how old was Mike in the first Bad Boys, and how long were they partners? Before we see them for the first time in Bad Boys, because like I'm trying to think, figure out this timeline and it doesn't make any sense. He says 24 years ago is when he got out, but we get Bad Boys one takes place 25 years or Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys came out 25 years before Bad Boys for Life. But I don't know the way the timeline works. I don't know. It just kind of confused me the whole thing trying to figure it out. And like Mike has got to only be in his early 20s in Bad Boys. Because I think Martin or I think Will Smith in real life was twenty five. No, twenty seven. I don't know. So I couldn't tell you the fucking. Oh, I got, I got a update on that hostel El Fuego how it click or uh, incorporates. So that's the phrase they came up with, but it actually was supposed to mean together until the flames burn out because she was heavily into witchery, which gave her the nickname La Bruja. Mm Hmm. So they they messed up, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so we find out that Mike was undercover. He was a driver for Isabel, and he fell in love with her, which never uh, never fuck where you work. Uh, her name uh, is La Bruja, or the witch in Spanish. Uh, Mike needs to go end this. So he's going to go confront her and Armando, get everything all squared away, and move on. Marcus secretly joins Mike on his journey to Mexico City because that's where they got to go. We get the Miami fly uh, sign flyover number three. Got to get that one, too. Woo-hoo. It's not even in just bad boys movies. We're just like Michael Bay. If he sets a movie in Miami, you're getting that Miami sign plane well, flyover good shot. Good to know they have billboards, but no streets. <laughs> Drive on the sand with a Porsche. <laughs> He's worrying about Marcus hitting a freaking fire hydrant. Yeah, it's like, man, you imagine the damage the sand costs on your car. Oh my god, the amount of scratches and stuff. Oh my god. Just peppering your car. So yeah, so Marcus has another inspirational talk with Mike. They talk just pretty much how, you know, we do this all, you know, we're doing this together, man. You know, even if it is your son. And then I love where he's giving him shit. He's like, you fucked a witch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. The song that is playing when we see Isabel again is called La Bruja, which I had to look that up. Very fitting. Actually, I think it was the subtitle that told me what the song was. I was like, oh, okay. I would have never known that. 
So Mike and Marcus make it to Mexico. They hide out, and who happens to be there but the members of Ammo, and they're actually happy to see them. They craft their plan to get Isabel and Armando, and Mike is the bait. They reunite in a really cool rundown. I think it's like a hotel. It's really cool looking. I love this old architecture. Marcus is captured uh, as they're trying to. So like Mike and Isabel reunite. They have their conversations. Marcus and the others are trying to like, you know, flank them. And Marcus gets captured. Ammo uh, makes an explosive entrance. And we get epic shootouts everywhere. And God damn it, Marcus, wear your fucking glasses. <laughs> I was just shooting and he's not hitting yeah. remote anywhere. It's like, Marcus, where's your glasses? You got to wear your fucking glasses. <laughs> it's always Marcus. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's, just a, it's literally a mess. His character is just a mess. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Uh, Dorn, he they tell him he needs to get in the fight because he's always refused to do the, to do any fighting, but they're like, you got, you got to get in this. And he does. And boy, does he kick some ass? He just tosses dudes everywhere. Uh, the camera work throughout the scene was actually pretty good. It wasn't super fast. It kind of like trailed certain people, but it always kept you engaged on what was going on. It wasn't like, Here's a here's a person. Here's a person. Here's a person. Here's a person. Oh, Resident fucking it, it, evil. It, it, and, and you know when they when they're super fast like that, you don't even know who they're fighting anymore. Yeah. Like you just see blurs of faces. You're like, okay, I don't know who that was, but yeah. they're getting their ass beat. I think. He's shooting a gun. He's shooting a gun. He's shooting a gun. Who's fucking fighting anymore? So like my, love, the whole entire time, my head's just doing this. Right. I just love how it kind of like pans out a little bit. It kind of goes around so you can see the entire environment. Uh, where this fight is taking place instead of, you know, the quick cuts. Paul W.S. Anderson, you son of a bitch. Doran tackles a column. I, I, I was like, damn, bro. Don't <laughs> no, normally just... tackle those because they win. <laughs> yeah. He did it. Well, it was it was already weak, so I guess I, it gave it a little bit of an it advantage. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> yeah, it's just a shattered shoulder. Ah! Oh, me! Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I tried to tackle that pillar. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> weak. So he does it because Kelly gets shot. And it's the only way to get rid of the people that were on the balcony above. So I, I like that. Uh, Marcus, there's a helicopter outside. Marcus shoots the, the, the pilot and the chopper, the chopper, the chopper, everybody, the, the chopper the then chopper. crashes through the skylight. Uh, and causes an even bigger destruction of this building that's already in shambles. And lights it on fire. Mm. Uh, Mike and Armando get into it as Isabel slices Marcus up, uh, and Marcus then knocks her the fuck out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sleep. Uh, we get Mike is pretty much like he's got Armando in a chokehold, right? Yeah. And he's like squeezing and Armando's like fighting it off. And then Mike decides he's, you know, he's not going to kill him. And Mike tells him that, that he is his son. Tells Armando that he didn't tell himself that that would be weird. He tells Armando, you're my son. And Armando's all confused. And he's like, mom, why won't you tell me What the hell? I could have had a dad. Mike lets him beat the shit out of him as he tries to persuade him on who he is. Uh, I love that. I love those scenes where it's like the dude, like this dude's just emotionally beating the shit out of the dude. And the other guy's just like, dude, I'm not swinging. Like, do what you got to do. But I'm not. This is just how it's got to be. Isabel accidentally shoots Armando and Rita sends Isabel to a fiery end. Well, she's trying to shoot Mike. 
and Armando right. jumps steps in, in front of him. Right. Or steps in front of him. Yeah. And of course you have this fiery inferno uh below. And I wonder who started that. <laughs> Not Marcus. <laughs> and Rita comes in and sends Isabel to her fiery end. And I thought it was very it was a good death for her because the fact that her nickname is La Bruja, the witch. And, you know, which is infamously being burned at the stake. But, uh, you know, I thought it was cool. And then, the, of course, the saying that her and Mike have um, to each other kind of fits this whole thing. So good death. Uh, Marcus fall uh, almost falls and Mike and Armando save him and they escape the fiery building. We then jump to someplace. I don't know where this is, but Rita is now the new captain. So at least we're going to get her again, hopefully, in the next bad boys. As the captain, Mike and Marcus have another talk and Marcus decides I'm coming back, man. I can't do this retirement crap. We're going to do this. And yeah. And Mike buys Marcus and Teresa some spa days for quality time for quality time. This is where they sing bad boys. Bad boy. Oh, we got we didn't talk about the first time they tried to do it. Where ammo, the ammo people are trying to do it. And Mike and Marcus are like, no, 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 no. Never do that again. You're not even doing it right. <laughs> so, yeah, so they do the song one more time. And, and Marcus still doesn't know the words. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and Mike decides uh, he's going to watch little Marcus and then everybody leaves, even though he expects that somebody's going to stay with him and watch it. But nope. And the very last scene we get is Mike visiting Armando in prison about an opportunity set up for a sequel. <gasps> but also in my head, I'm like, how is this guy redeemable when he shots and killed so many people? But, but I think he was more, he was kind of uh, like brainwashed by uh, La Bruja, whatever. What was her mm. name? Um, Isabel. I think, yeah, Isabel. Um, played by Rafe, that's played by Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i think i think it like pretty much he was just brainwashed the way they make his character out is that he was brainwashed from when he was a little kid yep that like that was the only lifestyle that he knew yep that makes sense so yeah this sets everything up it's pretty much what so what was the task you wanted to ask him about like helping him solve some murders or something uh, and then it's yeah, like he, and yeah he pretty much like Ask him if he can use the skills he had of tracking down all those people to like help him track down. Right. We then get the amazing theme one more time playing over the credits. And that's it. That's bad boys for life. It's over, everybody. We did it. Until the until the next one. <laughs> I know. Which who knows when that'll be. Right. Well, they can't wait too long. They're gonna be like 80 <laughs> in a nursing home. Just bad boys in a nursing home. <laughs> what comes next? No, but uh, I'm glad we finally were able to to finish uh, this trilogy of 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 movies that we this the, the Bad Boys one and two were the last two shows we did as the Parker Chronicles, so it's it's awesome to kind of come full circle and do it again. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. So as we are done with this, and we uh, you know we just finished Blade. We finished Bad Boys. 
And now we're going to be going into another franchise. But before we go into another franchise, we are going to be doing a solo movie beforehand. Uh, next week, we are going to be reviewing a, a fan-requested movie called Reign of Fire, starring Christian Bale and oh, Matthew McConaughey. It was... Oh, com- it- that's like the... It's about dragons. Medieval, medieval stuff. Yeah. It's like a modern day dragon movie. I've never seen the whole thing. I've only seen clips and stuff. But uh, it was requested in... Uh, on our Bad Boy... Or not Bad Boys. Our <laughs> Blade 2 video. So I I figured, you know what? We really haven't gotten a lot of requests. So I figured... Fuck it. We're going to do we're going to do that. So next week will be Rain of Fire. And then the following week. We don't know yet, so stay tuned uh, to next week's episode where we will announce what series we're going to be doing after that. So make sure to like, comment and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to leave your comments down below on anything we might have missed, anything that we might have gotten wrong that you, you know, I, I'm I don't know any Spanish. So if I fuck, I mean, I know I fucked up some Spanish words. So make sure to to roast me in the comments. Make sure to rate us. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate us a five star and rate a, a, a review on the show. And if you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to leave us that five star review. Um, we gotta get 20 review, uh, 20, yeah, 20 reviews before they kind of rate us. And also go to pod. If you need a awesome app to find all of your uh, podcasts that you listen to where you can write reviews, you can rate. Um, there's millions of podcasts you can find for whatever specific topic you are interested in. Go to good pods. We're on good pods. Uh, you can literally go there and you can rate and review specific episodes. You can rate and review the show. It's really cool, and you get kind of put into ranking systems. So if you get enough uh, viewer or uh, listeners and reviews and stuff, you can you get put in certain categories. So that's exciting. So go check that out over there. Thank you all for the support. We are doing really well on the on the show, on the podcast services, and on YouTube. We're closing in on three hundred subscribers on YouTube. It's been a lot of fun and it was good to to bring Adam back on for, for an episode. Hopefully he can join us again sometime soon. Um, yes. Football is over after this weekend. So I will, we will be doing some, some more recordings on Sundays. Dan and Angela will be back for next week's episode. So when you're like, where are, where's DNA gaming? They, they, we, we gave them the day off. <laughs> they got, they got the day off. <laughs> They'll be back next week uh, for Rain of Fire. Until next time, I hope you all have a wonderful day, wonderful week. Be good. I am Brett Parker. That is my brother, Adam Parker. This has been Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 42. Bye. Bye.